did we put the question out, Evo, again? Ooh, no, we'll do that right now. Um, after, I mean, look, it, it, there, there's been so much. Any one of these, you could say, man, what a tough scene for Wisconsin. I mean, to, to have what happened to Howard Moore and his family is, is, is unfathomable. I mean, I, I can't think how, if that happened to a, a coworker or a friend or a family member, uh, how, you, how you recover from that. So that alone could have been, you know, a reason for this season to just say it's it's not this season for Badger basketball is not meant to be uh, a beloved key piece to the, the yeah, you know, the, the organization. Stinks, man. I mean, it's just it's, it's I, again, as a father, I can't even I can't even comprehend it. So you, you could start there and then the Michael Potter drama where it just every day it was a waiting game and it was this and that and Greg Gard, you could just sense how frustrated he was getting. Uh, in the off season and, and leading up to it, and was the NCAA going to make the right decision? And then they kept delaying it and kept delaying it, and then it leaks into the season, and then Wisconsin starts suffering some bad losses early on. And you know, that ten games you're without a guy that did everything right, transferred the right way, did it the right way, yet he can't play ten games. That could have undone the season. You could have said, "Look, Wisconsin was was relying on this guy. They lost a key piece to start the season." Name a team in any sport that loses a starter. You know, you lose your starting wide receiver. Hell, we lost Jordy Nelson years ago, and Packer fans said the season was over before it started. Yep. Right? You you lose your star quarterback. You lose your goaltender. You lose a star player. You could have said that undid the Badgers season. You, yeah, there's a lot of things to say. So here. then you keep going. Okay, then you finally get Potter back. You start playing some good games. Then you have Kobe King, your second leading scorer. In the middle of the season, say he's quitting the team. That could have undid the season. And you had, you know, a fight on Twitter brewing between two factions saying that Greg Gard is or isn't an elite coach. That could have undid the season. Then you have Eric Hellen, the strength and conditioning coach, retelling a story from his days with the Chicago Bulls. And there's a lot of innuendo on what the, the real driving force behind the story, the timing of the story coming out is. That could have ended the season. Then you have Kobe King the day before the biggest game of the year saying he's transferring within the conference. Mm, that that could have undid the season. I mean, it's just unbelievable all the off the court. You know, I don't want to say distraction because, you know, when you're talking about people losing their life, that's a tragedy. Yeah. When you have people, you know, missing out on, on their career and, and playing, I mean, that's an injustice. I mean, yeah, Kobe King that losing your second leading score, that's bad. But this, think about the stuff that didn't even have anything to do with basketball. Think of all the off-court issues. That they've had to deal with. And then think of, you know, if you're a player on that team and remember what what hall was that or there was some dorm or whatever where yep. someone wrote. Yeah, Zach Halpern, very quick to retweet that picture last night. Fire guard on it. And I saw, like, Badger football players liking it and whatnot. And you got to think, if you're a football player, you're probably some friends with the basketball players. or You know, if oh, you're in a big sport yeah. like that, you probably rub elbows and know they each other. They all together. If you are have all the drama on campus of people screaming to the mountaintops to fire Greg Gard, that's got to leak into the locker room, I'm too. Sure it's it got to get into the psyche of the players. And even that was something they had to put out of their mind. Just even on-campus drama when it comes to wanting to get rid of the coach. And a lot of people retweeting that picture. So uh, we want to know, 608-321-1670. We'll put it up on our social medias at, at Facebook and, and Twitter. What should the slogan be, you know, if we put together a T-shirt, like I said, I may know a guy. Um, if you had a hashtag, if you had a T-shirt, if you had a slogan, what would the slogan for this year's team be? Of all the the resilience, all they've been able to overcome, 
And then last night, to me, was the exclamation point. I mean, the wow. season's not done yet. I still think they're going to win a lot of games, and who knows what the story will be written. But after last night, I've seen enough. If they never won another game this season, I'd still say this season a massive success. Last night was insane. Yeah. I mean, I clearly think they're going to beat Minnesota and Northwestern at home. But even if they didn't win another game, I, based on last night, getting five in a row, uh, winning six of seven now since Kobe King and the Eric Allen situation has happened, uh, I've seen enough to say this. They've they've won me over regardless of what happens. And again, I think they're going to win at least two more regular season games based on what they did last night. Obviously, they have a very good chance to go into Bloomington next Saturday and win a game against Indiana. They're going to probably be a top four seed in the Big Ten tournament, which means they get a double buy, which means you're the higher seed, which means to to see them in the the semis or even the Big Ten championship game at this point is not a surprise at all. Which means you're probably going to get a four, five, or six seed in March Madness, which means you have a very good shot to make it at least to the Sweet 16. So I don't think they're by any means done. I'm just saying at this, if nothing else happened from here on out, I would still take my hat off and shake your hand, Badger Basketball, for what you've accomplished this season. Oh, big time. Last night was just the, that was the cherry on the Sunday for me for the regular season so far. Going into, winning on the road in the Big Ten is so insanely hard to do. And you go into a team that had won five in a row, you know, ranked 19th. Wisconsin, you know, won four in a row. Something had to give. And you'd think, man, winning on the road is going to be a tall, Duh. tough task. Winning. Demetra Trice balled mm. out. Kobe, mm. or Kobe King. What was I oh, thinking of him? Kobe yeah, King, yeah, see ya. Demetra Trice yeah. balled out. Michael Potter balled out. Aleem Ford balled out. Nate Reavers only had, what, two shots? But he made a huge one when I counted right at the end of that game. It was. The, and the adversity that Greg Gard has had to go through. Gardo, what a season for him. That was just yeah. how good does he have to feel after that win last night. I am so impressed with this Badgers team because they could have folded up and given up and no, quit. And nobody would have faulted him for it. How I mean, many Greg times? Gard would have taken a little bit of flack. But, it, yeah, you're right, Ebo. If, if, they, if it had gone south after Howard Moore, after Micah Potter, after Kobe King, after Eric Kellen, people would have just said – this season wasn't meant to be. Let's just get this season over well, with just and try. The- we got a great recruiting class coming in next year. Let's try again next year. Nobody would have really been like, yes. what a failure this year has been. Well, just to do of- what they've done, it's it's really it boggles the mind. It does. Just starting the season, like there's such a terrible story with you know Howard Moore and his family. Like my heart just aches for that, for him, yeah. and you know everyone involved. And it's. That alone, I was so scared of the season coming up. Of like, how do you? How do you? How do you put that out of your mind? You know, how do you get over that? Yeah, I don't think I don't know how you do. I mean, it's it's incredible. It, it really is nothing short uh, of incredible. Uh, it deserves. So I put it up on Twitter. All right, what should uh, what should the, the, the slogan be? And what uh, will we, we have remember one. this team by. Go ahead. I'm gonna start writing these down. So right away, our guy Reese Draft Owen Reese. What's up, Owen? He says your slogan is this: Higher guard. Not fire guard, which we heard a lot early in the season. Ooh, it's like simply it. just higher guard. Higher guard. <laughs> um, I love it, Owen. Well, higher I mean, guard. It's not the most original, but it, it does apply to things we've done around here. Uh, it is right front and center on the $1 bill. All you have to do is change two letters. If we have in Ted We Trust years ago, if we now have in Stearns We Trust, I believe it says in God We Trust on the $1 bill. 
Why don't we put a $1 bill with Greg Gard's picture on it in, in Guard, Guard We, we trust. trust? That's not bad. And at I all can right easily there. take the old template. I still have the screen in my shop of Ted Thompson's beautiful face. And all I have to do is change one face on the dollar bill. It's Greg Gard's face. And all I have to do is change G O D to G A R D. Take my graphic artist about 10 seconds to do it in Guard <laughs> We trust. trust. I feel like Gardo should be on more than just a $1 bill, though, you know? Well, but that's the industry standard. I mean, so should George it's Washington. true. Good good point. I mean. Good point. They could have put George Washington on the $100 bill. What gets circulated more, a dollar bill or a $100 bill? Well, and he was the first president, and that's number one on there. Exactly. But, yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah, I can go with that. And guard we trust, short and sweet. We already kind of have that in Stearns. I know, and... but doesn't this apply? He is kind of a god right now to it, me. Uh, yeah, we're, in uh, guard we trust. Yep. Okay. I'm just, you know. We're spitballing. We're spitballing. I'm not saying it's good or bad. We're spitballing. Right. I appreciate you. All right, what I mean, should this slogan for- be? That's true. Yeah. But man, man, oh man, oh Good man. T-shirt. 608-321-1670. What say you, Badger fans? How do you quantify what we're seeing this incredible Badger basketball season? How we looking? <laughs> See ya. Hey, Wisconsin's not going to be in March Madness, people. How we looking? <laughs> See ya. Badgers have won five in a row. They're the hottest team in the land. You said it all. Wow. Perfect. What a night in Ann Arbor. Incredible. She truly is a you-know-what as uh, Wisconsin gets her done. Get her done. Badgers 18 and 10. Five straight in the Big Ten. What a win, dude. Tied for second in the nation's toughest conference, according to most. But, yep, they're not ready for primetime. We can't get the right coach. We can't get the right players. We can't compete with the big boys. Okay. Okay. I think what I would say for all the losery on Twitter over the last month. Yeah, I'd give a rat's ass about Twitter. (laughs) So, there you go. Welcome to the machine, Greg Gard, Badger basketball is incredible. All right, you've been waiting for the well, announcement of all time. We're going to get to that here momentarily. So the announcement, yes. Yep. I mean, last night, Joe, that win, I think, is what you called me right after the game. And yep. we're like, we need to do something. Yep. And, we, and it coincides with the announcement. Mm-hmm. So before we get to that, real we do quick, that, though. Yep, I want to get an update uh, real quick, an update on this for you. You just made the list! Uh, D-Bag of the Week, uh, we got three nominees. Deontay Wilder blaming his loss to Tyson Fury in his 45-pound suit of armor. Uh, Colin Cowherd says Giannis will leave the Bucks, and they're going to, in fact, their only play is to trade him to Golden State. And Tim Tebow, for peace and out, Mr. USA, is going to play for the Philippines in the World Baseball Classic. Uh, Colin <laughs> Cowherd uh, with a lead uh, right now. Uh, this is good. I, I guess I, I don't know if this is sarcasm or not. Uh, the John Hansen tweets uh, into the phone and says, don't worry, Joe, there is no such place as hell. Because as I said, if you're worried about voting for Tim Tebow, like you're worried about going to hell. Don't worry about it. I've already I've already been there and back, and I live to talk about it. So you're, you're going to be just fine. Well, I mean, have you ever been in Beltline traffic? 
yeah, that's I think a, that's hell. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, this is, you know, we, we've pulled out all the stops, mm-hmm. uh, Evo, and um, you were right. We we talked last night. Something needed to be well, done. The, the well, you know, backlash of Greg Gard and Badger basketball has been so visceral and so negative this season. We thought it was time for a change. Yeah, so let's set the table real quick. I mean, you had first the season, before the season started, obviously you had the terrible awful news about Howard Moore and his family. It's awful. And you think to yourself, man, the season is in jeopardy. And then, you know, the Badgers start out, no Michael Potter. That's another thing that really kind of sucked for the Badgers, right? It was uh, another season of some turmoil, right? Yep. And then some losses start coming. Like, you lose to New Mexico, you lose to Richmond, and then all of a sudden you start seeing all this this hate start coming out on Twitter towards Greg Gard, don't you? Like Everyone's like, yep. wants to turn their back on Greg Gard and start hating on the Wisconsin Badger basketball team's head coach. And then all of a sudden, you got the Kobe King news that he wants to transfer. And then everyone really wants to fire Greg Gard. And a couple more losses happen, and you see fire Greg Gard mm, posted up in dorm rooms and, and big windows. And everyone's turning their back on Greg Gard, getting hate, just hated on Greg Gard. And then what happens, Joe? They win five in a row. Last night, you called me after the win in Michigan, and we're like, my God, what? we need to do something about the haters that were left to run unchecked by the Joe and Ebo show. So what did we do, Miller? So we went down. If you've never been here to 730 Rayovac Drive, we have the, the vault downstairs. Each radio station has a cage. It's got padlocked. It's got, like, you know, chain-link fence. We went down to the basement of the cellar last night of the Joe and Ebo show in the zone. But before you say what it is, yep. I mean, this is something, if you were a Joe and Ebo original, an OG, yep. if you started from day one, this is something that we had as a staple of our show, and yeah. then we put it away and really haven't thought about it for, what, a couple of years, you think? Yeah, and I, I we had to dig out. I found some bumper stickers for some show, some guy named Sly that was all covered in mud, yeah. um, and then I found some bumper stickers for some station called The Team, and there it was sitting in all its royal glory, Evo. Major announcement, folks. Hear ye, hear ye. Thanks to the incredible season of Badger basketball and Greg Gard, your opportunity to make it right, haters. It is making a triumphant return to the Joe and Ebo show. The announcement, the rumors are true. The Joe and Ebo apology table has returned. All we will do is simply do this, folks. Our major announcement, the Joe and Ebo apology table, after years of sitting in the basement, has been dusted off. What we will do is we will simply simply set up the Joe and Ebo apology table, and Joe and I will sit behind the apology table. And, Joe, what do they got to do when it comes to Greg Gard? Well, I mean, you can come up and say, I'm sorry I was wrong with my terrible take. You don't have to. You can just look at us and be like, yeah, we know, yeah. and just move along. We set up the line. It's like you know when you go to a wake at a funeral. But this is a positive, right? Where you line up here. We'll put the table out in front of 730 Rayovac Drive. You just walk by. You nod. If you want to say a few words, like when you go to a funeral, some people just want to go pay their respects. Some people, yeah, I knew Jimmy. Nice guy. I'd like to say a few words. So if you want to say, man, was I wrong on Greg Gard? Man, I feel like an idiot. We understand. We understand. We get if, it. If you want to just nod and look at Ebo and I and go about your business. We get that, too. We get that, too. So all the haters that were left to run around unchecked for years, because the, jo- the Joe and Ebo apology table has been sitting in the basement for, what did you say, two years, I oh, think? I think the last time was, it was a, there was a Mike McCarthy one. There was a, a Paul Christ one. 
There's been many Ted Thompson ones. Uh, we've had three or four in the past, but yeah, it's been at least two years since the Joe Nebo apology table has been bro- broken up. So out. yeah, we'll set up the apology table. Joe and I will uh, sit there behind it. You can just say apology, you know, or just nod like he said, and we'll give the message to Greg Gard. The line starts behind Nelson. Yep. Nelson, do you want to go first or do you want me to go to the phones first? You might as well uh, load up the phones because I ain't getting in line yet. <laughs> well, the apology table is ready and waiting for you, Nelly. 608-321-1670. It's our pipeline to the North. Troy, welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show. Good morning, guys. This is Troy from the North, not Roy from the South. Just a reminder. <laughs> oh, yeah, that yeah. guy. Who was that guy with his what basketball takes? Yeah, I love you, Troy. Don't ever I'm let that Roy guy call in, Nelly. I'm wondering if uh, this is like similar to the confession booth, you know? When you Very similar. Church, yeah, it's like it's what's well, a confession booth. It's a wake, you know, before a funeral, or it's the Joan Ebo apology table. They're all the same yeah. kind of, you know, you're, you're you're cleansing your soul is what we're doing here, Troy. Right, yeah, right. I, I don't know if I, you know, actually uh, qualified. I don't think I'm a Greg Gard uh, nader, but I'm I was questioning a little bit of the player development, and uh, I'm sadly. You know, we'll have to apologize for that because, boy, no, that last, counts. Night, last night, Ford, Potter, and Trice, 64 points. That's enough to beat m- most teams on any night. Dude, Dimitri Trice was just balling last night, that, Troy. That was crazy. And my phone was, uh, I was officiating a basketball game, a JV game. And when that got done, I'm sitting in the changing room, and I'm watching the game, and my phone's blowing up. Hey, your buddy Trice is having a heck of a game and stuff. So it's <laughs> so exciting. The one thing I hope that happens this weekend is that I hope some of the coaches start giving us a little respect because I'm I'm taking this kind of a personal thing. Ohio State is still ranked. We beat them twice, and there's like 20 teams between us and them. And they, well, I can tell you this, Troy. Goal. I think it will change, but I will tell you this straight up right now on a D-Bag Friday. If come Monday morning, if Wisconsin isn't in the top 25, uh, the AP poll is going to get a whole so, mess of D-Baggery Troy? next week. Troy? All right, I'm winning. Troy, yeah. was was that? Can we count that as the first official apology, even though it was kind of an apology? Yeah, it was kind of a half. You know what? But I guess uh, I, I'm 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 not a big Greg Gard nayer, but I I will take one for the, the Joan Ebel uh, confession table to say that <laughs> apology uh, table that, that counts. You know, we, yeah, appreciate, we appreciate Troy, that, Troy. If you ever, a big man. If you ever run into this turkey Roy from the south, that guy he needs to go through the line twice. He needs to go he through will. the first apology and say that one wasn't good enough, Roy. Go through it a second time. Let's put that guy through. Let's put Roy through a spanking machine and tell him what it's all like to be a big bad. Hey, Roy can just come to the apology table and nod. That's all he's got to do. Hey, it is exciting. It, it was a that was a win that I didn't think we were gonna gonna get because of the way Michigan been playing. But uh, it sure is it is exciting. And let's move on and now not have a letdown against the Gophers. And uh, it's it's great to be a Badger today and the sun's out. So you're the man, have Troy. A great day down there. All right. Thank you, thank you, Troy. Thanks, Troy. I appreciate it. Not to be it. confused with Roy. Um, not to be confused with Roy from the, our pipeline of the And South. there's the first apology in the Joan Ebo apology there, there is one. We appreciate um, that. Do you think, because some people say that that didn't live up to the hype. I say you're crazy. I say you're I mean, absolutely that was, crazy. That, that was, yeah. Nelson, are you are you happy you waited? Was that, Did that live up to all your expectations that the biggest announcement in the history of announcements was that after a two-year hiatus, Ebo and I are bringing back the Joan Ebo apology table? Yeah, I was Does actually live up to your thinking it was more than going to be just that. Well, see, Nelson's not a Joan Ebo original. It's it's you and I, Miller. We started this thing, right? I yeah, mean, got to be OG. The Joan Evo apology table was a staple of the show when we were on from <laughs> eight to eleven. I think it was apology when it was the actions. Yeah, from, when we were on just on Wednesdays from, from for 10 an hour. To 11. Yeah. So the Joan Evo apology table has been a relic. It is a, it is something that's near and dear to our hearts. It's part of our history. I'm so glad that we were able to bust out the apology table again because we let the haters run around unchecked for yeah. too long. Yeah. 
Um, look, I, you know, I'm seeing all the Mia culpas now on Twitter, and I'm just like, dude, I, what did I say yesterday before the game? And that was even saying, I'm not sure they can win this, is you better be careful because you look at how seasons work, and you go back to the months of December and January and how everybody was hating on teams like Wisconsin and Michigan, and it was a love fest for Tom Izzo and Michigan State, and how can you imagine what a great story that Cassius Winston, a surefire lottery pick, is coming back to Michigan State. They're going to win a championship. They're preseason number one. Cassius Winston's the runaway player of the year. And, oh, my God, what a great story Illinois and Rutgers is. And look at these teams like Wisconsin and Michigan who've fallen on hard times. And Greg Gard can't recruit. And, you know, this this it's time for a change in Madison. And I just said, you better be careful because I've seen a lot of teams. I've, I remember the Vikings two years in a row going 6-0 and to start the season, and when I lived in Minnesota at the time, covering the team, Viking fans were ready to have Super Bowl parades in downtown St. Paul in Minneapolis, and I said, you best be careful on that. It's a long season, and the Vikings ended up losing eight games in a row several years ago, and they didn't even make the playoffs. So I'm not saying this, I'm not printing Wisconsin Final Four shirts just yet, but for the people that buried this team in December and January, like I said, you better be careful because it's a long season. And sometimes, Ebo, there are seasons within seasons. Yep. And you can have two or three momentum swings. Wisconsin was 5-5 five and five to start. Not good. Then they stun the world. They go on the road. They beat Tennessee and Ohio State. And we say Wisconsin's back. Then they lose three of four games and, they, and Kobe King quits. And we say they're back down on the dumper. And now they've won seven of eight, including five in a row, and they're the hottest an, maybe team in college that basketball. That win last night for Wisconsin was absolutely incredible. Winning on the road in the Big Ten is so hard to do, and the fact that you did it in Michigan, a team that had won five straight, was really feeling themselves, and Wisconsin comes in and just, I don't want to say they humbled them, but it was it was just a an all-out gritty win. Demetri Trice ball and Micah Potter. Humble. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you're on the road you're, in the Big Ten. You're on the road against a team that's won five in a row. I mean, the- And with everything that is going on in this season, from on and off the court, to get that win. And, I mean, they had Wisconsin Badger fans and students downtown put up a giant sign in windows of dorm rooms saying, Fire Greg Guard. They now have the most quad one wins in the country, your Wisconsin Badgers. And they could get up to what a six, a five seed potentially. Oh, I think five. Even They're still four in, play. in play. Think about this. They're still in play to win the Big Ten. Yep. It's incredible. It's awesome. Six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. The apology table is back. Um, if you want to use this as a little therapy for yourself today as a Badger fan, feel free. Also, don't forget, we still have that contest running. Best slogan uh, for this team uh, is gonna. We're gonna hook you up with a, a free fish dinner. Uh, out at Coaches Club. Uh, Kyle, welcome to the Joan Ebo Show. Hey, morning, boys. What's morning, up, Kyle? Kyle? Hey, uh, I just want to say I think the, the hot girl finally showed up to the blind date, and uh, <laughs> they're starting to go steady now with this five-game win streak. Kyle, you almost made me spit out my white claw, bro. Oh, man, this, this, this is great. This has been a really fun ride. I just want to say this team has got such heart, and they are really gelling as a team right now. Um, for all the haters that said fire guard, don't ever give up on your team. Don't ever be a bandwagon fan, man. I mean, jump on board and be on board and, and ride it and ride it hard. And You know, I, I am so excited for this team. I just hope they can keep it going. And, you know, regardless of what happens from here on out, this has been an absolute awesome season. Um, they have come through so much adversity. Mm-hmm. And, and to do what they have done is just awesome. And 
You know, I, I the only apology I want to do at the apology table is to uh, Kobe King. You know, I want to apologize to you just because, you know, I'm sorry it didn't work out in Wisconsin. But, hey, uh, best, best luck to you in Nebraska. And let's go Badgers, you know. Let's just uh, keep fighting and enjoy the rest of the Kyle. season. Kyle, I love it. Well, I would like to hey. invite you on the other side of the apology table. You can sit with Joe and I. That, well said, Kyle. Uh, gold star. Well done. well done, Kyle. Yeah. I love um, the apology table. It's, uh, yeah, you know, it's like, uh, you know, the fans that gave up, you know, you can be you. I, I, I'm the guy that went out and bought a Bucks t-shirt the year they went 16 and 62. I'm the guy who partied like it was 1999. Well, it was actually 1990, 1999. Hey, it hasn't even occurred yet. So I guess I could say I was the guy that partied like it was 1989 and camped out for NIT tickets in 1990 because I hadn't even seen a winning record as a Badger basketball fan for the first you know 18 years of my life. So yeah, I'm I'm never gonna get off the bandwagon, man. You're I'll, also the guy I'll that ride. called Joe Lee's Chassin, you lose check and you crapped whoa, on Wade Miley. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who's, who called him you lose checking? You. I oh, think oh. you might be the one drinking today, Nelson. <laughs> he takes a sip of this mm. wine. <laughs> was I not the guy, Ebo, at opening day when people said I was drunk that said the Brewers three years ago would go above 500? I, yeah, I remember and, that and, vividly. And they took the playoffs to the last day of the season? I also remember that. Did I, did I not? Say, I was wrong on that part. Did I not say they would win the division, Nelson, two years ago when the Cubs were still king? And they won that game 163. I think I've been pretty pro. Did I not say Abel Ryan Braun is the greatest brewer of all time? Hasn't that been proven time and time again? Jeez Louise. Gator Frank, welcome to the Joe There Ebo he is. Show. There's Gator. Yeah, get the fourth chair ready because if you remember correctly, check the tape. When everybody was losing their S, I was the one sitting here going, can we just let this thing play out first? I think it might have been when the Kobe King stuff happened. I do everybody recall that, Gator. It was. Flying. It was right at the, after the Iowa game. You're spot on. Everybody was flying off the ship. And non-Badger fan here had to talk everybody off the ledge. Yeah, I mean, your name is Gator Frank. <laughs> yeah, and even I still had faith. Yep. You know, it's not done until it's done. And so I don't know what type of chair you have for me available uh, behind the uh, apology table. But as far as I'm concerned, everybody with their bandwagon fanship, whether it be with the Brewers, the Bucks, or the Packers, or the Badgers, there's a chair for them that can go in front of that table. It's called a stool turned upside down, and that's where ooh, they need ooh, to sit. Ooh. Ouch. Gator, Ouch. Gator, Gator, you're, you're a zone OG. Like, you are one of the originals, correct? That's right. You're damn right. Aren't you so glad the apology table is back? It has been years since we busted out the apology table. Dude, when that dropped, I was like, uh, okay, so apparently it didn't get uh, Plinko boarded. Oh. No, there was some station. It was like W-O-B-Y or H-G-Y. We had to dig it out underneath it. It was some bad political takes, and underneath it was the apology table, and we found it. I'm just glad it's back. Same. Uh, I am so glad it's back. I'm glad it's back, but in a way I'm not, because it should never have to come out. But unfortunately, True. that's the same reason yep. we all have car insurance, because there's asshats out there that we have to account for. That's why we have insurance, and that is why, unfortunately, we have an apology table. It just shouldn't be that way. It just really shouldn't be that way. Like, Gator, any messages for the people that are hating on the apology table, like Dave from Anona or Nelly? Well... 
if for people that are hating on the apology table, there's some things and uh, moving pieces of this show that's uh, organically happened over the years. And then there's just some things that are staples. And yep. for those that hate on staples of the show, staple something to your leg as far as I'm concerned, because it's just, <laughs> you know, it's not a good look. Deal. No. It's part of the deal. It's, it's, it's growing pains. Things happen. Things sometimes are good. Things sometimes are not good, but. You know, there's been some parts of the show that pissed me off in the past, and I, I have yeah, like Tebow being on D Bag of the Week yeah, right now. Like Tim yeah, I, I have an outlet for that. You know, I don't have to love everything about you guys or the show, but and neither does anybody else. That's what makes you know. That's what makes it great to have freedom of choices. It's exactly. Like if you don't like what you're hearing right now. Screw off and turn it off. Otherwise, Peter, I couldn't have said it better just myself. Play the game. Yep. Just play, just play the game and have fun. We're, we're we've all had a good time with this radio station and its show for like. We're on like year eight at this point. Yes, sir. You know that's a. See, you are an OG Gator. I love you, baby. That's a freaking di- thanks, man. That's a freaking dynasty in my book. So all I can say is just enjoy the ride, Badger fans, and, and quit being so freaking flip floppy. You know, you really do that with your everyday life stuff going on in your life. I mean, that's like these people <laughs> that I hear getting divorced five times a week. It's like so y'all had a bad night. Talk it out. Work it out. Gator, I love you, dude. Take us to break, Gator. Get to sign us out, Gator. For the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network, I'm Gator Frank. My man. Thank you, Gator. My well man. said. OG to be sure. Well, here you go. Hot off the presses. Just dropping seconds ago. Joe Lunardi, updated bracketology. Wait for it. Your Wisconsin Badgers in the West region. Now, the fifth Oops. seed. Woo! Wisconsin all the way up to a five seed. And how great would this be? You know what the 4-5 matchup would be, Ebo, in the second round? Tell me. How about Rose Bowl Redemption? Wisconsin-Oregon in round two. Bring it. Bring it. Bring it. Here comes the madness, baby. What's up, fellas? Nice to be back in the house. The band. We're putting the band back together, (laughs) as they say. Our guy, former Badger great, uh, Denver Bronco, San Francisco 49er, and longtime host with us for the Wisconsin uh, Badger football post game show, Jason Suttle. We we like we got all this stuff with the combine and pro day and the draft. I'm like, I got to get my dude in here. Plus, we like, like we got to get the Suts in. Yeah, here. it's been too it's, long. It's, it's been too long, fellas, man. You know, we we always have a great time when we're on the radio, and especially when we got a little um, claw in us. Yeah, I got a little claw, <laughs> <laughs> a little coffee and claw. So nice Suds, combination. You just got off on a 24 hour shift, yeah? Yeah, man. Just get off. How's it Seven feel? o'clock. Feels good, man. That's good. Look at how great is that? He does, this guy is a he's a hero, man. He's a firefighter. He does a twenty four hour shift for the Madison Fire Department. He's like, dude, I'll come in and talk football with you guys. Hell yeah, that's a man. That's where we go, man, brother. You guys are my fellas, man. You guys, you guys are the best show on the radio anyway. I listen well, to you son guys all of the time. Duh, come on, I know, well, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> it's, it's nice to hear it though. You know, but you know, I add a little flavor to you to you scrubs too. <laughs> well, we got we got to get the uh, you know the the, 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 the the you know the the player the ex player perspective. So let's let's get into it because. I would, this is the first question I was dying to ask you when you were going through the process. So Quintez mm-hmm. Cephas, we, we talked about him so much in our post game show over the last three years, yeah, and just blew it out of the water right on Wednesday and sets a Badger record for for bench press, one of the greatest wide receiver performances ever in the yeah. combine. And the thought was, okay, there's kind of this you know weird vibe about Cephas with all the off the field stuff, but he looked so good at the end of the season. Now he mm-hmm. played great, you know, he did great on the bench. Should he have just walked because his stock maybe was never higher? He yeah. runs the 40 yesterday. 
Not good, Subtle. Four nope. seven three. Whoa. Probably hurts yeah. himself. <laughs> yeah. So if it's Jason Subtle, you know, star safety for the Badgers going through the process, would you have done all the drills? Some of them, none of them. I mean, you, the, the the top guys, the Joe Burrows, the Chase mm-hmm. Youngs, the two as they cherry pick what they do to make themselves look better. Well, he wasn't a top guy. Though. Yeah. When you were going through, like, what would your advice have been? Should be to like a guy like Cephas or Jonathan Taylor trying to get yeah. into the first round here today. What do you tell these guys? Well. If- for Jonathan Taylor, I I, there's not necessarily a reason to do much because you're a top two, top three running back. Uh, Cephas is not a top two, top three wide receiver, so he had to do it. Because I'll tell you just from experience, I know that if you go to the combine and you're like, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that, and you're not a top one or two guy, they're going to look at you like cross-eyed, like, whoa, what's going on here? Why don't you want to do this? Why don't you want to do that? Because I got that when I went to the combine. I know I got that because I had nerve damage in my neck, so I didn't bench. Yeah, and they're like, hey, sounds why, like aren't an you, why aren't you sounds doing like this? An excuse, so. Why aren't you doing that, right? So uh, You're you just know. scared to go and put up five times, five reps. Oh, yeah. yeah I was weak as heck <laughs> at that time. But so, uh, so so for me, you know, for Cephas, no, he had to do everything, man. Because uh, for the most part, all you can do is increase your stock unless you do something really bad, like a 4-7 something as a wide receiver. But you put on the tape, man. It's about being a football player. That dude goes and gets the rock. So when you're there in the combine, like, uh, are other players talking to other players? Like, oh man, I, oh, yeah. I think I screwed up, or I think like, is any is that just going on? Oh like, yeah, it happens all the time. I, I know. Is that. anyone chirping at you? Like, you you bum, you bum. <laughs> no, no, none of that because you know it's like a brotherhood. All the yeah. players they're cheering for each other, man. And I remember Samari Roll was my roommate, and we had conversations every night that we were there about you know what's going on with the draft process and. Uh, the good and the bad that he's doing, the good and the bad I'm doing. I know I talked to Randy Moss uh, when I was there for the recheck at the Combine. Um, we sat there and had a 20-minute conversation about – and he, this is the funny story about Randy Moss, though. Uh, we, were at, we were doing our medical rechecks, and this guy, you know, we're just sitting there, and he's like, man, I'm going to tear up the NFL. I'm going to tear up the NFL. I'm like, <laughs> okay, bro, okay. <laughs> and he's like, no, really, man. He's like, I'm going to do, do some real stuff, you know, not in those words. Yeah. But uh, – I'm like, You're using the I'm FCC ro- safe I'm rolling version. my eyes. I'm like, who is this dude who thinks he's like uh, a Chris Carter out here, right? And then he goes and plays with Chris Carter and basically better than him. So <laughs> I'm like, wow, that was impressive. And he played for your Vikings, too. So. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, the guys talk. They talk a lot. You know, and you talk a lot. you got to be a self-motivator. Uh, yeah, and you're in that same situation as they are. They're all, most guys are competing and trying to get better to uh, move up the draft board, right? Yeah. During that combine stuff, and – you know, not everyone's the top quarterback or the top running back or the top receiver. All the rest of them are fighting to get move up that board. So when you're in the combine, obviously they have like informal and formal meetings. Did you have any of the meetings and did they ask any like weird yeah, questions? Yeah, we've been dying to know. What's the most bizarre question Jason Suttle got asked at his combine interviews? Man, that was a long time ago, bro. <laughs> well, okay. Put it but, this way: but, Were they boilerplate stuff, or is there anything weird? Because you was, hear about sexual orientation, and you know, yeah. do you believe in God, and you believe the Earth is flat? Like some really is a veggie weird burger, a burger. stuff has I think, come out of the I think combine. it's gotten a, a much more in depth in that aspect. You know, when I was at the combine, it was more just real general stuff, like you know, how you know, who's your family? How'd you grow up? Just real general stuff. Nothing yeah. like, hey, is the is the Earth flat or uh, <laughs> do you believe in aliens? Like that stuff, you know. And they ask and, that and they now. Ask, they ask that now. They're trying to get in your brain and see if you're uh, kind of weirdo or not. 
But uh, it was more nothing wrong with being then. a little weird, subtle. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, <laughs> they didn't ask me those questions. Hey, hey, is, the earth, is the earth flat? <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> Visiting with our guy, former uh, former Badger uh, safety Kyrie. and NFLer Jason Kyrie. Subtle. So here's my question. The other one I want to get to is too subtle. Is like we put so much stock in this. Like this guy, like yesterday, Henry Ruggs, right? Yep. Almost sets the record for a wide receiver. One of the fastest times ever dropped for really any position. And now people mm-hmm. are falling in love with the guy. He's skyrocketing up draft boards. And I'm like. Certainly the con the combine has a as a purpose, otherwise they wouldn't run it. But I'm yeah. like, dude, if I'm the Green Bay Packers, you know what I want to see? I want a guy, I want to see how fast a guy can run in January yes. when it's 20 below yes. and you can't feel your hands, and there's yep. a 250 pound linebacker coming across the middle, and the quarterback calls a slant play, and you know you're gonna get murdered in three seconds. I don't care how fast you can run in your undies in a controlled dome in February. But exactly. yet, it's still it's how much, but you went through it, how much yeah. do you sh- stock should we put into Jonathan Taylor's running today? And if the Packers draft a guy and we look back and say, oh, he was so good at the Combine, like how much does it really play into it? I, me, me personally, I think the Combine's kind of a joke. I think it's a waste of time. I think it's a money grab. I think that, um, you know, I look back in my playing days and I look back and I look at the Combines nowadays, man, Combine, combine doesn't tell you anything really. I've seen dudes out there in shorts and a t-shirt look like superstars. Yeah. They get in the game and they look like they're running in mud. <laughs> it, I mean, seriously. And, you know, I ran four fours and I, I played against guys that are supposedly super fast, just destroyed them. Couldn't even get out the line. Couldn't get really? on the field. Couldn't run past me because I had more of a football speed. I wasn't like, Hey, put shorts on and run a 40. I was okay, but I had football speed on the field. Is there a difference between 40 speed and football speed? Hell yeah, there is. Way different. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you can get a guy, but this guy looks really fast. But you can get a guy that has straight line speed. Uh, I remember a guy named Reggie Torian that was on my team, and he was a track star. Dude was so fast off the football field. But on the football field, come on. Subtle, how many times did you run in a freaking straight line on the football field during an NFL game? You don't. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And that's the whole point. Give me a football player. Don't give me a guy that... Uh, is super fast or super strong or can jump high or, or can bench 40 reps. Give me the guy that can play football. I'm putting on the tape. Yeah. Like, that's why I like that next gen stuff now that yeah. you're doing because, you know, you well, put on the next gen, you see exactly what they're doing. And, and that's what I want to see. I don't want to see all these numbers in the comments. What's crazy about. Jonathan Taylor is. Everyone's talking about how he's slow. Not anyone from Wisconsin or anyone. And he and, ran track! And he's a, he was like, he he's setting track records and yeah. if you watch the tape of a Wisconsin Badger football game, exactly. you see him just, he's a burner. He's a burner. And then everyone at the comments like, well, he's slow, he's prodding, blah, 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 blah. It's like, have you not watched tape of a game? I just, yeah, I don't, it, I don't get it. I don't, I'm with you. And you did I, I, I was at the combine. I still don't get it. And I st- <laughs> like I said, I think it's at this point, it's just a money grab. But uh, you look at Jonathan Taylor, man, this dude is a beast. And he runs away from defenders that are supposedly faster than he is. Again, when you get all that equipment on, you're in the game, you're making cuts, you're never running a straight line. Never. Very rarely are you running a straight line. Uh, and, and so you're making all these cuts and all that little stuff matters. And so... It's just it doesn't really make much sense to me, but that that guy from Alabama looks super fast. Yeah. Well, to your point, I remember you and I, and you know, I'm not going to speak for you, subtle, uh, but you know, we maybe had a few pops in us, you know, after the pregame show for the Michigan game, and we were down there watching, you know, from our favorite watering hole, and we're watching the game, and, and Taylor kind of broke through the first line, mm-hmm. and it was about 40 yards, and it was just him and a safety, and the safety had the angle, and Taylor just dusted him, and I remember yeah. looking at you, I'm like, dude. 
That guy is fast because that dude had him dead to rights, and he just mm-hmm. blew him away. And it's like, yeah, there's there's track speed, which, like Ebo said, Taylor's got. But then you're like, they're right. There's like football speed, right? Yeah. It's not just how fast you can run a straight line. Is can you adjust your body to the mm-hmm. angle of that guy that you know is about to pipe you? And that Taylor is able to just do a little tiny shimmy, yep. and then he runs a sixty yard touchdown run. So you mean you put on the tape and see who's a football player? Yeah, right. That's basically what th- what you just said right there. What a novel concept. A novel concept, right? Put on the tape, see who's a football player. You know it. It just doesn't make much sense to me, but I get it. Like I said, money grab. They just want to get more numbers on people and on kids. But the fact of the matter is, man, we have such limited number of games is kind of why they do it. Because, you know, you, you play 11, 12 games in a college season. You play two, that's only 22 games, you know. So, you know, it, it's kind of a numbers game, too. They want to get more information on you. But for the most part, combine nowadays, I believe, if you know what you're doing as a team and as a GM, the combine is about knowing that player. Mm-hmm. That's mostly what it should be about, right? Knowing that player. It's not necessarily about all these numbers, X's and O's, because we've seen so many busts come out of, with great numbers, and they're horrible. Hey, they can't get off a block, but they ran fast and they jumped high, <laughs> you know. So, but could they, but they couldn't but, get off. But the they block. couldn't get off the block, and they're the end. Go figure. Like who, <laughs> who cares about these numbers? Yeah, that's oh, a good N- point. Oh, Nelly's got something. Uh, go ahead, Nelly. Subtle, it sounds like you're kind of describing Rashawn Gary's oh. first year with the Packers. <laughs> it's so obvious. Subtle, come on. Nelson. Well, I, you know, I've heard you guys talk about Rashawn Gary a lot, man. And, I, you know, Nelly, like I said, you're usually the one that's right. And I told you. Hey, oh, don't. Subtle. Rashawn Gary, he was drafted a little too high for me, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, like, I agree with that for he sure. He was drafted a little too high. You know, the off-the-field stuff, his attitude, all that stuff matters. Like, all that stuff matters. Even when you look at the quarterback position this year, you know, Joe Burrow. Go down and look in history of the NFL of winning Super Bowl quarterbacks and just quarterbacks that have made it to the Super Bowl. Right. How many hotheads, how many guys have you ever seen that say, hey, man, I just, I'll go with the team that pays me the money? How many quarterbacks on that list do you think there were? Well, just, I, I mean, case I'll, in point, just go look at Tom Brady, who was like. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. So he was like Mr. Irrelevant almost. You, know? you look at the other quarterback, like a Tua. Boy, I'm taking Tua all day. If I'm Cincy, I'm I'm getting out of that pick because yeah? I do not want Burrow. No, because you don't win with those type of. Well, think of all the Heisman, how, the, all the quarterbacks have won a Heisman. How have they done in their NFL careers? Yeah, like, there's exactly. so many that just have not done anything. The only quarterback ever to win a Super Bowl that I can think of is uh, uh, McMahon from Chicago. That had swag. That had that attitude. You need a little swag. No, not a quarterback. You need an Eli Manning. You need a Peyton Manning attitude. You need a Tom Brady attitude. You need, go down the list of who won. Well, Baker, May, he do, Burrow does have Russell a little Wilson Baker Mayfield attitude. in me. I mean, it, it does feel like two years exactly. ago, it, this feels like he's the hot guy, had the great yep. one great season, and it does feel, Joe Burrow does feel a lot like Baker Mayfield to me, where yep. Tua feels more like the the Brady well, let me read yep, for you. the Patrick Mahomes well, and, who and just I'll does you, his thing. And I'll tell you this. And yeah. I think Patrick I think Tua is going to be a much better pro than, yes, than Joe Burrow. 100% I th- agree. I think the biggest issue with Burrow is the fact that he couldn't even win the job at Ohio State with Haskins. Haskins yep. came in as a rookie this year. He doesn't look very good. Washington's already talking about they drafting might trade. another quarterback. Yeah, they might trade a Let quarterback. Me give you he couldn't beat out Haskins. Let me give you Heisman Trophy winners of the quarterbacks. Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson possibly, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, Johnny Menzel, Robert Griffin III, Cam Newton, Oof. Sam Bradford, Nelly's boy Tim Tebow, there you go. Troy <laughs> Smith, there you go. Matt Leinart, 
You know what a lot of those guys have in common? They all came from spread offenses. Jason White. Well, you then see, you got Carson so, Palmer. And so Oates Big Ten's a little different, but you are in the game. You 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 mm-hmm. guys compete at the highest level. There's Big Ten football, which is three yards and a cloud of dust, physical, and then there's these spread offense, gimmicky Houston mm-hmm. run and shoot. You know where you get in these mid American conferences where guys throw up ridiculous numbers. What's yeah. more, would you rather be the guy in the Big Ten who rushes for 900 yards and is fighting every week, or the guy that plays for San Diego State? That rushes for 2,000 yards, but he's playing San Jose State and Dog Creek University every other Saturday. Well, if the scouts don't know what they're doing, they're just going to look at the numbers. Right. And, and half the teams, to be honest with you, half the teams, they don't know what they're doing. And, and, and <laughs> Clearly, I'm, I'm serious yeah. because if you look back in the history of the NFL, it's because you know they're on such a – I know we're getting off on a little tangent. Go a for it, note for the NFL. But we got a, almost an hour. We got, got, hour, we got white they're, claw. They're talking <laughs> – you know, you got, a, you got a GM who's on a two- or three-year leash. He's sitting up there at Cincinnati like, hey, should I draft this guy, right? You know, building a team is a 10-year process, especially in the NFL. It's a 10-year process because for a team like Cincinnati, they should actually move out of that pick and, and build picks because they need that and wait for – Hey, hopefully tank for Trevor Lawrence because he's the best quarterback to come out in I don't know how many years. That guy is going to be a superstar. So you're just handcuffing yourself if you take Burrow if you're Cincinnati. So I, you know, it's a 10-year process. That's the way you got to look at it. But they're going to draft Joe Burrow because of one season, yet he, was, he couldn't even win the job at Ohio State, and they're going to draft this guy, and it's going to be the same old, same old for Cincinnati because they're on a three-year, he's on a three-year plan because his job is a three-year plan. So now he has to do everything that everyone tells him to do. That's that's the that's what happens in the NFL. What quarterbacks right. you play with? Who was on? What quarterbacks? Come on, we're not team? going back that far, man. <laughs> well, we got Nick plenty of time. No, I want to get. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll I get a couple more white claws in, and then I'll ask him. All right, we'll crown our uh, D bag of the week coming up, and also don't forget the uh, slogan for Badger basketball. If you want that free fish fry. Tonight would be a good night to cash it in. Hell yeah, dude. Out at uh, Coach's Club. Uh, your slogan for the 2020 Badger basketball team. We continue hanging out with our guy, the Suts, former Badger. Yeah, Jason Suts. Suttle. All right, I do want to get it. back into the, the process and the great stories you have and, and your experience going through it. But let's look back. I know it's been a minute, but we had this debate, Jason, the first week or two after the Rose Bowl. When you look at it, was this season a success? And I only ask that because you would say – or Rose Bowl, of course, success. But are we at the level, like, we're clearly at with the Packers. Are we at that with Badger football where it's it's championship or bust right now? You know, you get to the Big Ten championship game. You lose in the Big Ten championship game, but your consolation prize is the Rose Bowl, yet mm-hmm. you lose in the Rose Bowl. So how do you handicap this season? Looking back as an ex-player, would you have said, if you were on this team, success or failure? Whenever you go to the Rose Bowl, you know that's a success. That's always great. The Rose Bowl is an unbelievable game. It was one of the, the coolest experiences I've ever had in sports. Um, you know, if you have a consolation prize that's the Rose Bowl, you're doing pretty darn good. Uh, obviously, you want to go to the top four. You want to be in the playoffs. That's the number one goal, period. At this point, especially for this university and this football team and this program, you want to make that playoff. Uh, when they expand it to eight in the next couple of years – They'll make the playoffs in the next couple of years. Yeah, I mean, but, they'll make it at eight. Do you think yeah. if it ever – I mean, is it fair to assume or to put the expectations as Final Four for Wisconsin, or do we just say, well, let's just wait it out. We know it's going to eight. Or do you say, screw that. Michigan State made it four years ago as yeah. four. Iowa nearly made it. Hell, we nearly made it three years ago. Couldn't – you can't – you know, just haven't been able to close. And let's – 
let's be honest, man, only four teams. You got the SEC in there. Uh, then you have Ohio State in the Big Ten. That's a tough road, man. Ohio State's a good team every year. Everyone knows that. Yep. They're going to have a chance to make the playoffs. So you're basically going to have to beat Ohio State twice, at least once, or uh, uh, there's going to have to be some really bad SEC teams, and that usually doesn't happen because they're, they're getting one or two in. So the likelihood that SEC gets one or two in and the Big Ten gets one or two in is not very likely. So therefore, you have to go through Ohio yeah. State. So, so that's so a tough road. We were talking earlier like about Greg Gard, will the Wisconsin Badger basketball team, will mm-hmm. he make it to a Final Four? My question okay. to you is, will Wisconsin football ever make it to the Final Four, i.e. the college football playoffs? I don't believe so. I mean, me personally, I would have started Mertz you don't, last year. You don't I, believe- I, I don't think they'll make the Final Four. Until they move it to eight, it's we know it's going to eight. Yeah, it's okay. going okay. to go to eight in the next couple of years. And it, right I would now, be stunned if they didn't get in in the top eight in guards' lifetime or in, in, in Chris' lifetime because I think yeah. he's got a decade no at question. least less of coaching. Yeah, there's no question they're getting in with eight. No question. Uh, I mean, they would have got in this year. Yeah. I mean, they they finished seventh, you know, exactly. in the regular season. Been, so they would have got in this year. They've been in the last two out of three years. Yeah, yeah, but that that four is a tough go, man. That that four is a tough go. I think that the team would have made a lot of steps if they would have went with the freshman last year because he'd be that much better this coming year and could actually uh, uh, take a team on his shoulders. I, I think he has that type of mentality and that attitude. Yeah. Uh, but again, we're going to have the quarterback uh, carousel again. So and he didn't improve this year because he was on the bench. So we'll see what this what happens this year. Do they get in the top four with Cohen? Uh, no. You a Mertz guy? I'm a Mertz guy. I I'm ready for been. Mertz. So well, what do you? They, they should have done, you... done it right away, in so my opinion. What do we do this year? Because last year, and I said this, Jason, That's I've got like I've with... got quarterback fatigue. No, I was so into yeah. this topic. I loved it. It was every day we were on the Mertz watch. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go through another off season of this. And you know what? What you know what Chris did right or wrong. You know what he set up for? Another offseason of this. I don't want to yep. deal with it. I I do Could it one time. That. Like now we got to do this again. Exactly. I got a lot on my plate, man. We got this great show. I I don't want to waste another summer of like, oh, is it going to be Mertz or is it going to be Cohen? And that's what it's going to be all and, summer. And, you know, I, I know Paul Chris obviously is a great coach. Uh, I thought that was one of the mistakes because yeah, now you're going to go through the same thing over and over again. And as a head coach and as a team, you already have enough to worry about, right? Now you got to go through the same old questions, the same old headaches. That's why you start with the young guy that's rated so high. You start with the young guy. If he fails, then you have an older guy to back come in and take over for the rest of the season. Let that guy sit on the bench and learn. Now, if he goes in and he's improving every week and all of a sudden he's a superstar six games into it, we're going into this season. That's not an issue. And that's one less thing you got to deal with in the offseason and going into the season as a head coach. And that's why I thought I felt it was a mistake because you can always go back to Mertz. Now you're stuck. Okay, Cohen was a starter last year. Now he's what a senior, junior. Now, now you. Yeah, this is it. Well, I mean, the good news if they're you don't have to do this next year, but it's it's another year of it. If if it doesn't change, and I don't know how. Wisconsin's loyal to a fault. Does that go back to Barry? Because I know Barry was a real. And when I was when I was the the in depth, you know, the embedded reporter, and went to practice every day and went on the road. That was Barry's mantra, man. He was a if you did it the right way. If you paid your dues, if you were a good soldier, you'd when it was your turn, you'd get it. And that's why the Ron Dane thing, and you know, you were calling McCullough's roommate. I mean, the, the, it was just so out of right field, but Dane was just such a, such they had no choice but player. to play. But other than yeah. Ron Dane, I mean, right? I mean, you you lived it, right? I lived just it, yeah, working yeah. up the... Yeah, how'd that go for a know, living with a guy that got benched? Well, I tell you this, you know, I had a lot of conversations with him before he got benched. I had a lot of conversations with him going into the season about Ron Dane, Carl McCullough. Yeah. I, and I said... 
you you would be a way better big safety anyway. You like, tell him to move positions. I was telling him to play safe, strong safety. Yeah, dude would have been a first or second round pick, and he's like, "No, I'm playing running back. I'm playing running back. I'm playing running back." And then his job gets taken by Ron Dane. Everyone saw that Ron Dane was a unique. Did you know player. when like, you saw like in practice the first yeah. time you saw Ron Dane? Did you know? Well, not the first time, but you know, after, first did you, you know, see? After, did after you know he was special? Him, yeah, after playing with him, it's like this big dude has feet like this. <laughs> like really? So we knew he was special, and I said. I, and like I said, he was my roommate. And I'm like, dude, just switch positions, and you're going to be a first or second rounder. Carl McCullough was an unbelievable he was athlete. He just was too big for a running back. He's, he ran too high. He's too big. He would have been excellent safety or, or, or a linebacker. And so, you know, when you get guys like that, you know usually right away that, oh, this guy's, in, this guy's playing this year. And he's going to take his position. And, and that's how I felt kind of about Mertz, you know, just mm-hmm. you got to make – you got to pull the trigger on it. Early, so you know. So, you should, are you going to go tell Cohen to go to strong safety or Mercer? <laughs> <laughs> That's good, Evo. Uh, good one, good one, good one. Funny, See, I got, I got him once guy. in a while, subtle. Every now and then they come in. Uh, <laughs> no, but you know, it, it, again, they're in a tough situation. You know, and I don't, I wouldn't want to be in that situation as a coach. Just think about the, the the exact opposite situation that you would be in if you started Mertz, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you benched him, then you can have a competition. Uh, if you played great, then hey. He's the starting quarterback this year. No controversy. Um, you know, and and you know, when, when you went, I mean, is is it a position by position thing, right? I mean, quarterback we think is the most important, but if there's a guy, yeah. you know, safety, offensive tackle, whatever, I mean, is it do the coaches want them to redshirt and pay their dues? Yeah. Or I mean, did like did Ron Dane f- I'm sure Barry Alvarez didn't want to start Ron Dane, right? I mean, did he just force his hand like, dude, this guy's like, this yeah, is, I, mean, I, I didn't realize. Maybe did you think they didn't realize what they had? You know, he was, you he never, was that you, great? You never really know. Like when you're recruiting a kid, obviously you never really know until you get him into camp and you have him for a couple months and you start to see how he is as a player. You never truly know. And that's why, you know, I, I go with the Mertz thing. But, again, I'm not at every practice. They obviously know way more than I do about Mertz. As a specific player, I'm just looking at it from outside perspective and seeing what I've seen. Uh, but you never really know what you have until it's there. And Dane was just head over heels, just too good to leave on the bench. Real quick update on this, Ebo. Um, and by the way, you know, it's too late, but oh my God, did you guys see on the D bag of the week right now? It looks like Colin Cowherd. It's between Coward and Wilder, uh, Deontay Wilder, Colin Coward. Coward with about a th- two-to-one lead right now. Zach Halpern, who's just back, fresh back from the combine. I was just talking to him in the in the commercial break. Did you see the tweet James Harden Yeah, he's coming out. after Giannis. I, he's coming after the the king. He's coming after Giannis. So, I know Wait, you're a, I mean, you're a football guy, but your I love son's, basketball. Well, your son's a great basketball player. You coach oh, yeah. basketball. I do want to talk to you about Greg Gard. James Harden said Giannis's game is a joke. He says anybody can dunk from seven feet inside. He said Giannis is not the best player. He said his game is, quote, a joke. James Harden's mad because he didn't win MVP wow. last year. How can James Harden call Giannis's game a joke? Oh, he tweeted this. Can we no. can we call off every D bag list right was now he, and was then he give doing, it to James Harden? Was he doing drugs at the time? I, I, mean, I, I have no idea. Because that, that, that is that is that's a, about well, the only. You sound like Doctor Phil there. Was he about, doing? Drugs? Are you doing uh, drugs? drugs? I mean, seriously. I mean, <laughs> he had did to be you doing, just call the audience a bunch of hoes? He had to be doing something <laughs> to make a stupid tweet like that. James Harden. Catch me outside. How about that? He's not the <laughs> brightest bulb, dude. Can we? Take me outside. How about that's that? That's funny. <laughs> Giannis, oh. You know what? He I think says, it's more. quote, his game is a joke. It, it's because Harden is so sensitive about that all-star snub 
Giannis didn't want him and wouldn't Where pick him. Where is this? I don't see this. Where is this? And supposedly they don't oh, like each other. It's all over. Go so. to SI. It's uh, it's on Twitter. He said, right, I wish, he says, I wish I could, quote, just run and be seven feet and dunk. Like, that takes no skill, Harden said. <laughs> I had to gotta actually, great English, I gotta had to actually oh, learn said, how to okay, play I basketball. Yeah. I have to have that here, skill here, here, any here, day. Here. I got it right here. Ready? Are you going to play? Me? When, it's, when it's all said and done, um, you know, they'll appreciate it more. You know, but I wish I could just run, run and with seven feet and run and just dunk. Like that takes no skill at all. <laughs> I gotta actually learn how to play basketball, how to have skill. You know, I I, I might need thirty seconds for this one. Oh my god, <laughs> you, you can take as much time. This as, is this is too much. James Harden says Giannis Adenakumbo has can, no skill. Can I just say one thing? Giannis, no, he's gonna agree with James Harden. I just wish I was six Please foot and could dunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one, though. Um, can we just oh say, my. can we shut the vote down? Because Colin Coward's going to come back around and do something stupid. Well, you want to do an emergency? Well, get it, go. Nelson, go get Hyalpern in here. Let him no, make just, them. we don't need Hyalpern. We, okay. we just, well, we just heard it. Do you want to call? It. Okay. First, you know. Jason, I'll let, I'll let hey. since we have Badger Royalty here, do you want, should we suspend the D-Big vote and just give it to James Harden for that comment? <laughs> All right, so tell him what the other so, candidates are. Colin the, Coward's up for smashing about Giannis that Giannis is going to leave he Milwaukee. He said the Bucs are going to trade Giannis to the Warriors for Andrew Wiggins and two first-round picks. Who wants Andrew Wiggins? For <laughs> thank, thank, <laughs> thank, thank, you. thank you. I couldn't believe Minnesota signed him to a max contract. Horrible. That's the one of the worst signings ever. The and, other one's Dante Wilder for saying did that— Did you watch the fight on Saturday? I watched the end of it. He said he said the reason why he lost is because he wore that 40-pound like suit to the ring and made his legs tired in the seventh round. <laughs> How long was the walk? <laughs> well, uh, he trains. He trains with a forty-five pound <laughs> vest on when he trains and practices. No, I know. I'm just kidding. And then and Nelson's one. wearing Tim Tebow tidy whities right day right now, and Tim Tebow's playing for Team Philippines instead of USA for the World Baseball Challenge. I, I don't want to talk about Tim Tebow. <laughs> so, are when, those, when, are, when is he going to be out of the news? So <laughs> that. <laughs> Do any of those three usurp the horrible take of James Harden saying Giannis has no? skill no at Harden that's unbelievable I think I, I think we give seven, it Harden you're, you're seven you're a seven footer and you're that athletic that's called right. skill moron so, beyond so, skill so yeah, exactly yeah, James Harden's talking about <laughs> I wish I could be seven feet tall and just dunk the ball how many seven footers do you know in the NBA that just suck how many seven footers oh, do you know that can them. move like this guy right that's called skill Remember, oh Athleticism. My God. There's so many seven footers out there that are just yeah. awful. They have no coordination. They're just tall and lanky and can barely even do anything. I will say this: I love I love watching James Harden play. It's entertaining, but they're never going to be good with yeah. a guy that just isolates the ball all game. Right? They'll, they'll never be good, but they are fun to watch, and they won't win in the playoffs. But that's just a stupid take. Yeah, I'm I'm all for giving it to James Harden. Uh, I, mean, I mean, we have time to think about it. We got well, someone else might come. Fifteen up. minutes. All right. If anyone wants to make, a, I, I'm fine with that too. If anyone <laughs> makes a hard case, and basically it's this: who's who had a worse take? It's because it's down to Giannis. We'll, we'll throw Tebow. We'll throw Wilder out. Yeah, we got Taco. Who, what about Taco Fall? Wilder. How that's good just is an excuse. Yeah. Who had a worse take this week on Giannis? Colin Coward saying the Bucks are going to trade him, or James Harden saying he has uh, has no skill. Uh, all right. So you are a basketball guy as well. I know you coach your son's team. Uh, what are you going to do when he becomes like this dual sports superstar? Are you going to make him go basketball or football or, and follow in dad's footsteps? Ooh, I love I love both, man. I love both. He he loves both, and, and so you know I just let him make his his choice, man. You know they got the concussion stuff out there for football, but it is what it is. He loves football. I'm how not going to tell him not to play. When you were in the pros, so, when you were in the NFL, how many concussions do you think you had? I only had one against San Francisco 49ers my whole career. Yeah, just one. That's and good. yeah, I took out the running back and the fullback though. 
That a boy. I made the play. Put your brain I mean, right there. I did the Mike Tyson get up, fall down, <laughs> try to pick up my mouthpiece. But I went back in the game five minutes later. I was going to say, what if went to the sidelines, what they do, they're like, ah, rub some dirt on your head. You're fine. That's basically what it was. Yeah. yeah okay. And, so and I, mean, I went right back in the game. How many fingers am I holding up? Uh, 12? Yeah, he's fine. Get yeah. in. Let me ask you this then. At the end of your career, they had something called the World League, which you played in uh over in europe if it was yeah, the version it, yeah the version now is the xfl mm-hmm. if the xfl existed 20 years ago when, when you were in the game would jason subtle have played in the xfl if you had that, had a cup look you played that, at the highest really level you played with the broncos you played with the 49ers yeah. you played in rose bowls you had a great career the nfl your time was up you, you, but you could still keep playing football would you have gone to the xfl if it existed 20 years ago you certainly would have you would have been a perfect candidate to say i could play in, you could have played in the xfl if I it been, existed at that time i probably would have because i would have been still young having only been uh, uh in in and out of the nfl for 5 years um played for 3 in and out for 5 sat out one because of the nerve damage in my neck uh so yeah i would have probably played one or two years maybe Never, never more than two. I would have played one, maybe two. Do you think? And then my follow-up, because I want to ask is, do you think it'll work? And like we've seen these leagues fail. And as yeah. a guy who played in the NFL, I mean, we're a foot. Are we a football country, or are we just a highest brand? Because I'd love it. I'd well, love it to have a March, April, May football season. Or do you say, dude, football ends in February with the Super Bowl. March yeah. is March Madness. You know, April is baseball and opening day, and May and June is the NBA playoffs, and then yeah. summer is. Joe and Jason's golfing season, and then we wait till the NFL starts. <laughs> which exactly. we're going to be doing exactly. golfing a lot this summer. Heck yeah. I got a lot of good stuff set up for you us. Know, for, for me, I, I just don't see it working, and this is why. Like, I'm such a sports guy, and I'm in the basketball mode right now. And and they got XFL games going, and we get oversaturated with football in general when it's football season. So we got college. Everyone loves college. We got the NFL. Everyone loves the NFL. So you're watching all these games you know, throughout those two seasons, and then when the Super Bowl's all over, when the Super Bowl's over, and uh, the playoffs are over in college, you're just like, oh, it's like an exhale. You know, you love the sport, but you need a break sometime. And then XFL's going right back into it. It's a tough sell unless they get backed by the NFL. Then I see it definitely working. I can see the NFL just cherry picking a bunch of rules that they like, and then yeah. like beating the XFL and saying, "Ha ha, thanks for the uh, like the kickoffs." Well, well, they want to change the kickoffs now. I thought the kickoff was great. Yeah, I, I love mean, that. I know. And the instant replay was pretty cool too, yeah. going yeah. inside the booth because there was that veil of secrecy. All right, who did you play for in the the uh, World League? Because people forget that that was the XFL. <laughs> Give me a Jason's. So we got like two minutes. Give me the greatest Jason Settle World League story. So I was I was at I was playing for Denver. It was my first year there. Uh, I was a free agent, and we were working out, and Coach Shanahan calls me in the office and says, hey, you want to go play in the World League? And I was like, heck yeah, I haven't played in a year. Because, again, I was nursing my, 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 neck, my neck for a year, so I didn't play for a year. And I'm like, yeah, I'll go. Heck yeah, I haven't played football in almost two years. So he's like, okay, you're leaving tomorrow. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you're leaving tomorrow morning then. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, so... I went over there and played six games in, uh, for the Barcelona Dragons. Okay, and so so that was awesome. What year was that? No comment. Well, I'm <laughs> saying because <laughs> you know, what, what are you trying to date this man? I know, man. One uh, of the first video games I ever was, bought was Madden 2003 with Marshall Falk on the cover, and you could be NFL Europe teams. That was 2000. and they had rosters. Oh, you're 2000. Uh, he, he All right, so you go over, years. you go over to that was 2000. I went to Barcelona, and boy, that was an unbelievable experience. I, I'm so glad that I did that. That was. So awesome. 
Did they? Uh, I mean, did it work? The party did, did, they, they, did they ingratiate football? I mean, now we have all these London games. Like, yeah. did you guys? Should you? Should guys like you settle be getting the credit for this London series because you guys went over there and trailblazed yeah. like twenty years ago with the World League? Oh heck yeah, heck yeah! That that World League was un, it was awesome, and some of those stadiums were jam packed, and you know the people cool, the man. people really loved the football, and you didn't even speak their language. Like I'm in Spain, and they're speaking to me in Spanish. I'm like, uh, so I'm no Espanol, but you know, it was it was <laughs> it's awesome. called the language of love.